is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Today podcast. Quote of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Quote of the day is from none other than Heath Cummings. Quote, you are going to lose your mind at quarterback rankings. Absolutely lose your mind. End quote. Well, Heath, I am ready to lose my mind today. Today? Good. <laughs> I'm glad I could give you an excuse this time. Yes, yes. Uh, typical podcast, I guess. But we are talking dynasty. Yeah, look, it's the, it's the right time. It's May 14th. Uh, we just had the NFL draft. We're, we're doing a draft tomorrow or Wednesday that we'll talk about it in our next show on Thursday. But um, today... Dynasty quarterbacks. Hopefully Thursday and then the following Monday and the following Thursday we'll have three more positions, one each day, tight end, running back, wide receiver. That'll be the second half of the shows. First half of the shows will be a little more seasonal stuff. So that's Heath. Uh, Heath and Dave have something in common. They both saw Jumanji over the weekend. Jumanji? It was excellent. It was excellent. It was outstanding. Jack Black was awesome. The yes. Rock did a fantastic job. Very well written film. And good acting from those guys. They, that, that was not easy for either of them. I did not even know there was a Jumanji movie, and I don't think it could have, they could have picked better people for it. Like Jack Black is perfect for Jumanji. And Jamie, hello, sir. Do you ever see um, car chases, high-speed car chases with police officers and all that stuff? And sometimes there's accidents involved. Yes. You never really know what happens in the accident. Right. There was actually a football player in an accident today. As a result of a high-speed car chase. No way. Yes. Who? D'Angelo Henderson. Oh no. Was a victim. Oh. In no, a high-speed police chase. Is he okay? I believe so. Minor injuries. He's on my dynasty team. I am glad that he was okay. I'm going to be honest. When you started talking about car wrecks, I thought you were talking about our staff dynasty rookie draft. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's uh, let's focus in on today's show. So yeah. So Heat's quarterback rankings. I mean, just. Like, just blatant disrespect for Carson Wentz. There's gotta be some deep-rooted reason why he doesn't like Carson Wentz. There's just something. I've got him as a top eight quarterback. Oh, you moved him up. In Dynasty. Oh. Top eight in Dynasty. I mean, come on. It should be like top four. Anyway, I am gonna lose my mind later Who's in the one? show. Rogers? Or do you wanna, do, we don't wanna do this now, do no, we? No, we don't yes. wanna do it. Aaron Rogers is one. Okay, now we do wanna do this. Aaron Rodgers is one. Alright, anyway. Um, I wanna follow up a quick question about the draft that we did last week that we talked about, the standard scoring 12-team draft. Juju Smith-Schuster went 43rd overall. What did you guys think of that? Too soon. Eh. Slightly too soon. I, I, I mean, maybe, but I don't think so. Okay. I don't like him Dave. as the second guy when Antonio Brown's healthy. I don't, I, you've you got to count like him as the scoring. second guy? Well, look, I like him for Pittsburgh as the second. Oh, I know what you meant there. But as far as fantasy goes, I don't. I think he's a touchdown or bust type of receiver. His, his numbers also were very good when Martavis Bryant wasn't there too. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting. You know, it was right after I think Amari Cooper, like it was Alshon Jeffrey, Amari Cooper, and then Juju Smith Schuster. So it's kind of wondering if if he's in that group, and then before Golden Tate. Allen Robinson, right there though, right in between. So Thielen, Jeffrey Cooper, Juju, Tate, Robinson. Right, well, he's, I mean, it, it, yeah. it's a little too soon, but if you again, 
where was where was the point in the draft and what part of the round? Middle of round four. So who knows if he's coming back in round five? Yeah, Heath, uh, you didn't really talk about the draft because well, you didn't talk about it at all. So you weren't on the podcast. What do you think? I talked about it a lot. It was just nobody heard me. Oh yeah, uh, I thought it went extremely well. <laughs> what what what, like, what other thoughts would you like me to have about a draft we had a week ago that you did not tell me you were going to no, have? No, you're right. I did it. <laughs> I, I really liked your team. Zeke, Kelsey, Devontae Freeman with your first picks. And then, uh, so you took Allen Robinson. He was the next, no, so it went Juju, then Golden Tate, then Allen Robinson. So let's say Juju and, and Robinson were on the board and you're looking for your first wide receiver there at the end of round four in a 12 team league. So about 46th overall. Who would you have taken? But before, he answers though. Golden Tate was too soon too. Right. Standard scoring. Yeah. Yeah. I would not have taken Golden Tate. I would have taken Juju. I don't think after you get past like the top 13 or 14 wide receivers, there's a lot of sure things there. And I do think Juju can be a number two wide receiver with everyone healthy. And if either Bell or Brown get hurt, he's maybe a top 12 receiver. Now you like Larry Fitzgerald better than both those guys, don't you? I do. That was you were playing the draft. I right? was shocked. Yeah, you're you're playing more the draft than the. And players. he went two picks, I think, after I took Juju. You didn't take Juju. You took Robinson. Yes, yes. And then Fitzgerald went two picks later, or three picks later. Mm-hmm. When Great. did Robinson go, Heath? When did you take Allen Robinson? End of the fourth. Four. Oh, that's the best value that we've talked about so far. The last pick of round four is Allen Robinson. Uh, chance for him last, to be, yeah. like, chance for him to be like, a very good wide receiver for fantasy. Like, there's still a semblance. Of low end number one receiver in Allen Robinson. Especially now that Chicago's added all the pieces that they've added and this offense should be a lot of fun sure. under Matt Nagy. And, and sophomore Mitch Trubisky is about the same as, I think it was sophomore Blake Bortles at the time. So, if, you, you know, in terms of just, you know, erratic quarterback or young quarterback. If can, I can felt more certain about Allen Robinson's targets, I would feel even better about that. Do you pick. think he'll get you 120 targets? I, think he could be in that range. I think he could be higher, but I do think with they want to have, throw the ball to Cohen a lot. I we yeah, all expect so. Trey Burton's going to be heavily involved. He's a hundred targets. They're going to run the ball probably a lot. I don't think they're gonna run and it as Anthony much as Miller think. and Taylor Gabriel. Yeah, I, those I, guys I, are gonna take away. I, I think this is the I don't think this is necessarily great value for Robinson. I think it's on par. But if you're comparing him to Golden Tate and Juju Smith Schuster I think he's the best value of the three, if that's what you're getting at, Dave. I am. Uh, but I don't think this is like exceptional value for Allen Robinson. I think it's about the spot he should go. All right, let me give you a, a reason to get fired up about Juju Smith-Schuster. He played four games either without Martavis Bryant or without Antonio Brown, and that includes one game in which Brown played about a quarter. And in those four games, we are talking 25 fantasy points at Detroit on 193 yards and a touchdown without Martavis Bryant. And then without Antonio Brown, 114 yards against New England, 75 and a touchdown at Houston, 143 yards and a touchdown against Cleveland. So 11 or more fantasy points in all four games in standard scoring leagues, 20 or more fantasy points in two of those four games. So I, that was that's a good case for. And I give you two two things of note. First off, the the last game you mentioned was out with was out Roethlisberger also. That was Week 17. Right. Roethlisberger didn't play. Um, he was fourth on the team in targets. So it was Brown one, Le'Veon two, Martavis Bryant three, and Juju four. Now targets per game is different because Juju missed time with a concussion, and I think he had the suspension in there too. So he missed two games. Bryant missed one, 
But you have to assume that going into his second year with what he showed to close the season, he's probably looking at 100 targets. I would say that's about the ballpark. I would put him probably second on targets because I think he will actually eclipse uh, Le'Veon Bell without Bryant there because I don't think James Washington is going to get 84 targets over the course of the season as a rookie. So I think he'll be second on the team in targets. So I was initially worried about Juju being overdrafted with Bryant still there. But now that Bryant's out of the way, um, I think he's a low-end number two guy. I think he's probably the most aggressive on him. But uh, round five to me is an appropriate spot for, for Juju because I do think he will be better than what he showed over the course of the season with his body of work. He won't be as explosive as we saw in some of those games, but there's a chance for him to be heavily involved in this offense. And as we all like, you know, the Steelers' offense when everybody's healthy is pretty good. I think his game is touchdowns. That's what it was at USC more than anything else. Like, he'd have plenty of big yardage games at Southern Cal. But I, I think that's where he comes into play. And that's what he did last year. Scored a lot of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. All righty. So that is our Juju Well, he had talk. big yards on top of the games where he scored touchdowns, too. Yeah, I mean, he was on pace for, like, 10.50. Because he played 14 games, 1,050 yards right around there for Juju. Not not bad for a rookie. Okay, guys, um, here's an email. Email of the day is from Joey in Las Vegas. We're also going to spend uh, some time today catching up on emails and voicemails. Uh, and the email was, oh, Joey says, What are your thoughts on owning Josh Gordon and Jarvis Landry on the same team? The friendship strategy? Not. It's not really the friendship strategy. Well, I mean, it can be if you get them in, in good spots, right? I think one of them has to be, like, outside the top 80. Where there so are if, really... you get, if, you, if you get Josh Gordon in round three, which if he has any semblance of a good preseason, that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And Landry in standard leagues may fall to round seven. Uh, I don't I'd know. I'd be surprised that if he fell that far. A little low, but, but maybe, maybe it happens. Maybe. He went in at the end of round five. He went 58th overall in the draft we did last week, Jarvis Landry. Uh, let's, can we just say we don't like the idea of putting Gordon and Landry on the same team? I don't hate it in PPR. Yeah, yeah then, then, you, then the capital's too much though, cause Landry's not falling in PPR. Right. If I could get Gordon at the 3-4 turn, and I could get Landry in round 6, I'd be okay with it. Well, if you've got the 3-4 turn, then you've got the 5-6 turn. 10 team yeah, PPR league? It's a little too much. 10 team maybe. How about in an auction? I don't hate the idea of it. That's a team that's going to throw a lot. Their quarterbacks are upgraded. How, how Those many two games, guys are going to get a lot of targets? How many games do you think Tyrod Taylor starts? Eight. Man, I go back and forth on this. I'll yeah. say nine. Their bye is week eleven, so if they make the change at the bye, I kind of makes sense. But I could also see Tyrod Taylor getting hurt in the first four weeks of the season. How many games does Hugh Jackson coach? <laughs> oh, I think he goes the full way. Well, then Tyrod might. Uh, keep in mind, in Buffalo, Tyrod Taylor, only only one wide receiver in Taylor's three seasons had more than 613 yards in a season. They never threw the ball in Buffalo. I know, I'm just saying. Like, Sammy Watkins had over 1,000 yards at one year. But in, in that year, the number two wide receiver had 552 yards. So, man, just, I don't know if that matters, but that's a stat. It is a stat. That is a, That is actually a thing. Okay, we don't Stats love it. Stats are things. Stats are things. News and notes. Deshaun Watson on track for training camp. Uh, Miami offensive coordinator Dowell Loggins, right? That's how we That's say his it. his name. Says he wants to run more three tight end sets, and they drafted a couple of tight ends, guys. What does this mean to you in Miami? Is he going to tell Adam Gase to do that? Because he's not going to be allowed to determine what plays they call. He's just saying what he wants. Right. And Adam Gase will be like, okay, that's cool. Here's what we're doing. <laughs> 
It's like my kids are like, okay, first we're going to go get ice cream before dinner. <laughs> and then we're going to go to an ice cream place for dinner and then stop at the frozen yogurt place on the way home. And I say, no, no, no. We're going to go to the frozen yogurt place first. <laughs> then we're going to go to the first ice cream place for dinner. And then the second ice cream place is a little treat at the end of the day. But that does kind of make sense if they want to get Pateki on the field a lot. He can't block. He's so not, he's going to have to be a third tight end. He's going to be just like all the other tight ends that we've seen where they're they're going to play more as a wide receiver than a tight end. So even if they did use a wild, newfangled three tight end set, Kasiki's going to be a, basically the second wide receiver in those types of formations. Ugh. Who has – okay, we're just combining wide receivers and tight ends. Rank Dolphins pass catchers in fantasy points. Well, they're better than Dallas. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Like, rank them amongst that. Like, Parker so, like, one, Stills Parker, one. Stills. Oh. Or Stills Parker. Really. Parker Stills, I'd Stills say. Parker for me. Stills Parker, Gasicki, Amendola, Wilson. I would guess that one of Wilson Correct. or Amendola outscores Gasicki. Yeah, year. I'll take Amendola over Gasicki, and I'd take him over Wilson. Gasicki, is he a top 20 tight end for you guys? He is for me. Yeah, he's in the conversation. Oh, right. but not top twelve. No, no, no. No. He's he's not my number one tight end amongst rookies. Now we have a, a report out of Denver, nine news dot com says Devontae Booker figures to be the lead back going into training camp. What do Is you that think? Mike Kliss? Yeah. Yep. Mike knows the stuff. That's interesting. It's not a surprise though. I mean they want to see Freeman prove it. Right. We deal yeah. with this every year with Going into running camp. backs. Right. Yeah. I expect Freeman will prove it or D- Devontae Booker will once again prove it the other way. I see what you <laughs> did there. Uh, okay. I think Booker's going to be great value though, depending on when you draft. As what? Is just a handcuff? No, he, I mean, look, I hope Freeman wins the job. I hope he's the better running back there, but you know how some of these teams are. You know, they, they tend to be stubborn and, and Booker coming out of the draft. What was he, a third round pick? From Utah? Yeah. So the investment, the investment's the same? Same regime? But he's, but he's of, been so disappointing for them. He was disappointing as a rookie when he had a terrible offensive line and a bad quarterback in front of him. And last year, I mean, how much of an opportunity did he really get coming back from the wrist injury? We missed the first four games. So yes, he has not been good, but all he has to do is be better than, than Royce Freeman. Yeah. He only had one, two games with double-digit carries. You you should absolutely draft Royce Freeman as a potential starter right now. But as we get closer to the start of the season, do not be surprised that Devontae Booker is the starting running back for the Broncos. That's all you got to look at it. And Colts running back Naeem Hines is going to play some slot receiver. They love the way he catches the ball, and we know Andrew Luck has a history of throwing the ball to his running backs. Oh, man, off the top of my head, I think Ahmad Bradshaw had five? Four touchdowns, touchdowns or six touchdowns once he six receiving touchdowns. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he, he, what do you think? Using him in the slot is this the next Duke Johnson, Naeem Hines? It's a good comparison. That's you, a that's an interesting call. You mean when they say they're going to use him in the slot and they really don't throw to him very much out of the slot? But they still throw the slot, to him. He just, he just has to be relevant coming out of the backfield. I, yeah, possibly. I would like for Andrew Luck to throw a football. Heath, are you wearing shoes? Of course. Are they the same color as the carpet? No. Oh, all right. Look, look from here like you weren't wearing shoes. They look kind of like the color of the carpet. <laughs> okay, good. Well, that's the most important thing. Let's do some fantasy combos. Oh, wait, just just Bradshaw that one season. 47 targets, 38 catches, 300 yards, 6 touchdowns. What was it? One more time? 
47 targets, uh-huh. 38 catches, mm-hmm. 300 yards, six touchdowns. That was Luck's MVP season, 2014. Yeah, man. Naeem Hines, PBI. I don't think Hines is getting that many. No, Might but get he more can targets. get catches. Yeah. How much did Jacoby Brissett throw to running backs? <laughs> oh, look at Negative you. Nancy over here. Negative Heath. Hateful Heath. football. That's, I guess so. Uh, it's not that important here. Where's he in your dynasty rankings? That's that's an interesting one. He's higher than he should be, but we'll see. <laughs> we will see. Okay, now let's oh, we had do a pick. We had some a pick. combos. Oh, would you, you had a pick. Would you like an update in our dynasty league rookie draft? Da, 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 not really, but you're going to give it to me anyway. Go ahead. They don't know who the first four picks are. Should we tell them that first? Who? In who the first? dynasty rookie draft that we're doing. Actually, yes, it's kind of interesting. Of course it's yeah. interesting, especially uh, if we're talking a little more dynasty. Saquon Barkley went number one. Ronald Jones went second, which was a little bit of a surprise. A lot of surprise. Geis went third. Rashad Penny went fourth. And our most re- recent pick at number five, Sony Michelle. Chris Towers is on the clock. Jamie, are we going to do the dynasty draft like we usually do? Oh, on Twitter? Well, no, we usually do like a 10-team three-rounder just amongst the staff, and then we talk about it on the podcast. Sure, we can. Yeah, we should do that. Because I think Geis is really interesting because he does have, apparently, some off-field issues that made him fall in the draft. And does that scare you a little bit, investing an early pick in your dynasty league on on someone who has, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say character issues, I don't know, but some red flags that made Every, him fall. Everything that I've read and everything coming out of the uh, Washington coming out of Washington appears to be that it was just kind of talk more so than anything proven. But Almost like he, what happened to Dalvin Cook last year. Didn't he make the claims that people asked him inappropriate questions in his interviews and those turned out to be, I don't, I don't want to say false, but not supported by any evidence? That's what I'm talking about. Like it, That's it, why he fell? There's nothing that has been documented yet. That, I think that, it was that he blew up on a team in, in an interview, right? Because of a question? That's the first I've heard of that, so. There's lots of stories. He's fine. Don't worry about off the field concerns with guys. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, everybody from LSU, everybody from Washington says everything they've checked or hear, hear about him or know of him seems to be fine. Okay. So now can we do fantasy combos? Sounds good. Okay, great. So here's some, pick. here's some combos. Stop. Here are some combos in, okay, fine. I'm interested. Uh, in the draft that we did last week, would you rather have with your first two picks, Antonio Brown and Keenan Allen or David Johnson and LaShawn McCoy? Antonio Brown and Keenan Allen or David Johnson and LaShawn McCoy? This was in a standard scoring league. So in PPR, I think it's an easier call, but in standard Brown and Keenan Allen or David Johnson and LaShawn McCoy, guys, what do you think? As much as I love David Johnson, I'd take the receivers. Yeah, I think in a standard league, I might take the running backs. In, in PPR, it's not even close for me. It's it's Brown and Allen. But yeah. I, I think I'd take the running backs in standard. Yeah, But actually, what's interesting about this, I, I guess I, this is just hitting me for some reason. In PPR, David Johnson and LaShawn McCoy could be two of the best pass-catching running backs. So I, I actually don't know that it's that much different. I, it is because Brown gets you, yeah. Eh, yeah, yeah. Is it a big difference? Brown and Allen versus David Johnson and LaShawn McCoy. Dave, what do you think? I, I'm i not a big LaShawn McCoy fan this year. 
I think his situation's getting worse. He's getting older. I'm very nervous about a breakdown. He's somebody that I don't think I'm going to draft in any of my leagues. I love David Johnson. That being said, if I can get two stud receivers like Brown and Allen, I don't have to chase around other wideouts, theoretically, for the course of the season because Brown and Allen should be able to carry me at those positions, whereas running back is deep enough where I can still find some guys that I won't mind starting. Mm-hmm. We so, have another pick. So I wouldn't necessarily I, – I wouldn't take Johnson and McCoy – um, and then hope to get some receivers when I'm not happy with McCoy on my team. So it's I, not worth it for just Johnson. Can I take David Johnson and Keenan Allen? That, like, that would be amazing. Yeah, that's what most that's what most people are going to do. That's going to be the move is to take one running back and one wide receiver, or one wide receiver, one running back, and then you've got that balance. It keeps you wide open for rounds three and four to go in any direction you so may choose. Fantasy combo number two. All right, I'm going to give you a tight end and wide receiver combo. Tell me who you like. Rob Gronkowski and Chris Hogan or Jimmy Graham and Mike Evans. Rob Gronkowski and Chris Hogan, teammates, or Jimmy Graham and Mike Evans. Anyone? I don't know if I'm if I'm loving Mike Evans as much as I did earlier this offseason. And I think Jimmy Graham is, has pretty much become a, a touchdown or bust tight end. So I might take Gronk just for the Gronk part of it. And then when Chris Hogan's healthy, I'll start him as my flex. So yeah, I'll Gronk take, I'll take the Patriots. Heath, clean sweep. It's a clean sweep. Yes. Gronk and Hogan winners over Graham and Mike Evans. Final combo is a Jamie combo. Saquon Barkley and Josh Gordon. That's Jamie's team. Or Ronald Jones and Odell Beckham. So a running back and a receiver here. Saquon Barkley and Josh Gordon. Or Ronald Jones and Odell Beckham. Yeah, this is tough because Beckham is my favorite player out of that group. But I prefer Gordon pretty handily over Jones. So I'll say Saquon and Gordon. This is a no-brainer at Saquon and Gordon. Because I, Saquon's I no got yeah. that dominant no, upside. No brainer either. And I, I think Gordon's a risk. There's no doubt about it. But if his head's screwed on straight, fingers crossed that it is, uh, I think he could have some very nice potential himself. And I love Ronald Jones. But to me, getting a guy like Saquon on your roster and figuring that he's going to be that 20-touch workhorse that we all thirst for, that's worth having. Is Saquon okay? Fill in the blank. Saquon Barkley's situation is blank. Factoring everything in, almost irrelevant. What do you mean by that? Well, I don't know if he's in a good situation. I just don't. like it doesn't matter what his situation. I mean, I don't think oh, it's what good like enough <laughs> or bad enough to change the outlook that much of a back as talented as he is. It's not. It's not one of the five worst situations. It's not one of the five or ten best situations, certainly. It's just kind of – it's not going to change my opinion of him this year. Like barring any trades that could have happened. So let's just say he would have gone to Cleveland. I like the situation better just because there's not anybody to compete yep. with. In Cleveland, he would have been competing with somebody or two people. Um, who picked third? Jets. The Jets? Yeah. That wouldn't have been probably – as good as the Giants situation nope. just because there's more talent around him with the Giants. So, you know, again, if somebody would have jumped up to, to try and trade for him if he didn't go to the Giants, maybe that would have been better. Denver, you could say, would have been better. Tampa Bay, Indianapolis, 
might have been better. But as we saw last year, Leonard Fournette did not go to what we would have considered an ideal situation prior to seeing it. The offensive line had question marks. They added a lineman in the draft. The Giants had question marks. They added a lineman in the draft. They added a lineman in free agency. I mean, you know, this line will be better. I mean, that's what a lot of people are looking at and saying not ideal. Schedule's not great, but Adam, you talked about this. The Jaguar schedule wasn't great last year either. So I, I think you have to buy into Barkley being an elite level talent like we saw with Gurley as a rookie, Zeke as a rookie, and Fournette as a rookie. And they all finished seventh or better with Fournette being the worst. I think that's the floor is Fournette. Yeah. I, there's no competition for Barkley. I I wonder if he loses four or five touchdowns to Jonathan Stewart. That's all. I mean, Stewart's not going to play but, any role other than short yardage. Yeah, I think that's fair, and I think he could lose a few, you know, 10 to 15 catches because of Gallman if they want to keep him in that role too. Yeah. But you're still talking about a guy that should be in the neighborhood of 1,200 to 1,500 total yards and, and seven to ten touchdowns. Giants play at Carolina in week five. That's the only game I'm worried about Saquon losing touchdowns to Jonathan Stewart in. You know. Just because of former team back home. And that's if he makes the team. And I just want to clarify, I was not saying the situation's irrelevant for a rookie running back. It matters a lot. I just don't think the Giants moves the needle either way. Well, I'll tell you what. I want to go to a Giants game. I want to see Saquon Barkley. I want to see Odell Beckham before he gets traded. I'm going to use SeatGeek to get there. SeatGeek, I've used SeatGeek actually for Giants games. Went to what, the Giants? Oh, the Giants Bengals, Monday Night Football a couple years ago. That was a lot of fun. And I got a great deal on the SeatGeek app. Now, if you download the SeatGeek app and use our promo code FFT, you will get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. So the promo code is FFT. You can go to SeatGeek.com, but I think the easiest thing to do is just put that app right on your phone. And within, you know, just a couple seconds, just a few taps, you can instantly find the seats you want. And SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare the prices, find the amazing value, and every purchase is fully guaranteed. So you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Now, whether it's sports, Concerts, a lot of great concerts coming up, everybody. Go to the Foo Fighters concert, for goodness sake. Uh, comedy, theater, whatever it is, use the SeatGeek app. I use it all the time. I recommend it to, to people all the time. It is outstanding, and the promo code is FFT for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Again, that promo code is FFT. Let's hear from the people. First, we got emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Then we got voicemails, 954-689-3199. Leave us a message. Give us your name. And a fairly quick question, if you could, especially if it's a keeper question, 954-689-3199. You give us a little greeting like this one. Josh from – oh, Josh from a city between Richmond and Washington, D.C., Dave. Very specific. Alexandria. Hey, Tony, Steve, Bruce, and Peter. Superheroes. Oh, always comic book, right, yeah. Uh, gents, I am considering trading up in my 12-team PPR league where we keep two guys without penalty for one year. I currently have Zeke and Melvin Gordon. Beckham is available this year. Would you rather have Odell Beckham for two years or stay put and take two of Mike Evans, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hilton, Adam Thielen? Whoa. Two of Adams, Evans, Allen, Hilton, Thielen, or just Beckham? Stay put. Absolutely. Yeah. Stay put. Yeah, stay put. James and Topeka. Hey, Joffrey, Ramsey, and Tywin. Wait, go back to that though for a second because I think it's interesting. What, what, what if it was a different question? Because we've been talking about this a lot. So you have those two running backs. What if the choice was you can throw back one of those guys and get Beckham? 
throw back one of, of the running backs? Gordon or Elliott to get Beckham. Obviously, you throw back Gordon. Yeah. And then you take those wide receivers? No, 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 no. Just in the back. Oh, just, okay, okay, okay. Do you do it? Yeah. Yes. Heath? Good question. Yes. You have Zeke and Gordon. We throw back Gordon to get Beckham. Yeah, I like Gordon better, but I think just getting one of those top-end wide receivers is more important. Yeah. Uh, James in Topeka. Now he says, hey, Joffrey, Ramsey, and Tywin. Okay, Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. You know, on the baseball podcast, we've been having a very nice discussion about the best villains. And today we got a vote for uh, Stefano DeMero from Days of Our Lives, (laughs) which is very funny. But uh, it's my contention that Ramsey Bolton is not the best villain ever, but he's the most evil villain ever. Oh, he might be the best villain ever. I don't know. He's not. He does. He's not quite a big enough character to be the best villain ever. Like, isn't Darth Vader a better villain than Ramsey Bolton? Well, I mean, sure, but I, I, I think when you talk about what Darth Vader's done to people and what Ramsey Bolton has done to people, it, it's hard to argue. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's why he's the most evil. But then I was thinking, I was watching a movie this weekend, Event Horizon. I don't know if you've ever seen it. You scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. And then it has the actor from The Patriot who plays Tavington. Is that his name? The really okay. bad guy? Mm-hmm. That's a that's a really good bad guy. Underrated bad guy. Here's a question. Two quarterback, half PPR league, 10th pick. Keep two. Remember, it's two QB, half PPR. Jimmy Garoppolo in the 10th round, Aaron Rodgers in the first round, Zach Ertz in the 7th round, Kenyon Drake in the 10th round. I'll say it again. Uh, Garoppolo in the 10th, Rodgers in the first, Zertz, Zach Ertz in the 7th round, and Kenyon Drake in the 10th. Keep two. For me, Garoppolo is the easy choice because you're still getting – Borderline top 12 quarterback in a two-quarterback league. Knowing that you've got the 10, ah, I don't know if, I, if I'm if i really gung-ho about going with Aaron Rodgers as the other keeper. Ertz is very interesting to me, too, just to have that edge at tight end. I think I'd go Ertz and Garoppolo. I'll take Rodgers and Drake. I think I'd go Ertz and Drake. <laughs> okay. Well, good, good job. But, guys. Heath, you're, you're, you're definitely team weight on quarterback. Yeah, and I've always thought – in the past, in two quarterback leagues, maybe you need to go get one a little bit earlier. There's 24 good quarterbacks now. Right, but a lot of them are going to get kept Well, this guy's true. Here. It's also it's a 10-team league, so you can recover a lot. Rodgers is probably going to be one of the first three or four picks. I, I don't know that it's a 10-team league. I thought you said it's a 10-team it's a 10 league. league. He has a 10th pick. It does not a 10-team oh, league. Sorry. Oh, it's true. It could be 12 okay. or more. So that changes things a little bit for me then. You know, it's funny. I was going to go Garoppolo and Drake. <laughs> assuming he Drake, keep... Drake, to me, is the easy one. Both guys in the 10th round. Yeah. Uh, Okay, well, look, uh, bottom line, you got some good options, James. So, Game of Thrones. Uh, From Robert, where's he from? Columbia, Maryland. Keeper League, where the player I keep is selected in the same round I drafted him the previous year. Should I keep PPR, by the way? Keenan Allen in the third or Tyreek Hill in the fourth? I love Tyreek Hill. I'm keeping Keenan Allen in the third. It's not that much of a difference, so you take the better player. Julian from Cape Coral, Florida. Hey, Royce, Ronald, Rashad, and Carrion. Rookies. Rookie running backs. Which two of those four would you want in a PPR dynasty startup? Rashad Penny, Ronald Jones, Royce Freeman, Carrion Johnson. Which two in a PPR dynasty league? First two. Yep, Penny and Jones. Penny and Jones, okay. Let's see what our next email is. It's from Taylor in Canada. 
12-team standard scoring, keeper league. I can only keep three. Who do you keep? Jamal Williams, ninth round. Hunter Henry, ninth round. Now you can only keep one of those two in the ninth round. Marvin Jones, 15th round. Alshon Jeffrey, fourth round. Marcus Mariota, sixth round. One more time. You got Jamal Williams and Hunter Henry in the ninth. Marvin Jones in the 15th. Alshon in the fourth. And Mariota in the sixth. Keep three. You know, I wish this league had a rule where you could keep two players in the same round and just one of them costs the earlier round. Because yeah. then I would keep Jamal Williams for the ninth, Hunter Henry for the eighth, and Marvin Jones for the 15th. But sounds like we can't do that here, can we? Yeah, I'm definitely keeping Marvin. Yeah. I'm definitely not keeping Mariota. So that means you've got to keep Alshon. Ugh, Henry for round. sure. Henry's, Henry's the easy one. Yeah, Henry. Henry, Marvin, But and then Alshon. you have to throw back Jamal Williams. Which is easy. That. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point, actually, because, yeah, Henry in the ninth. We're cool Taylor's got to go to what, his commissioner. What round is Mario? Ask. Sixth. Sixth. Ugh. Just keep, just keep two. Just keep two. Just you keep Mario Jones so. and Hunter Henry. And then you keep your fourth round pick? Yes. Yeah. You need to. I don't think you're going to want to keep your fourth round pick. if uh, I'm guessing other teams are keeping better players than this. So Alshon could fourth, go before your, his Alshon fourth round pick. Alshon will go fourth round if three people are kept by every team. And a real quick question from Collins in a 12-team standard keeper league. He's keeping Le'Veon Bell on a – no, Todd Gurley on a lifetime contract. He now needs to choose one of these two. One of them gets a lifetime contract. The other one gets cut outright. Le'Veon Bell or DeAndre Hopkins? I'm keeping Hopkins. Yep. Yeah, Hopkins. All right. Thank you for the emails, everybody. Let's hear some voicemails. Then we'll talk Dynasty. Fantasy football at CBSI.com is the email address. 954-689-3199. Uh, that's the voicemail. That's the, you know, the phone number, right? What am I saying? Here we go. Hey, Adam. This is Joe from Austin, Texas. I am your listener, yours and only yours listener. Who would you keep out of this for? Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman, Devontae Adams, and Mike Evans. Keep three, trade away one. Uh, Jamie, congratulations on the, on the new kid. Dave, Thin Crush Chicago Pizza is the best pizza. A lot to unpack there. Thin, cr- thin Crush Chicago Pizza is the best, Dave. You know, there's there started a conversation in Chicago about tavern-style pizza, which is basically a type of thin crust pizza. And there's really only one place for it. I don't have to mention it. But Chicago's known for the deep dish and the stuff, and that's what it's all about. <laughs> all right, Thank we, you for the, uh, yeah. for the well wishes. I appreciate it. Also very nice. Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans. We're throwing one back. Who's it going to be? Do we know if it's PPR? I don't think it really matters either way, but that would help sway me. Probably Evans, isn't it? I'm throwing back Devontae Freeman. Yeah, I think Freeman is the one who goes last of that group. Heath, you're thinking Evans? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's clearly Evans or Freeman. I think it comes down to scoring. PPR. Keep forever? You're definitely throwing Freeman back. If it's keep forever, you throw Freeman back for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, next voicemail. Hey, guys. Nick from California. Just calling to see. I just, uh, where we think our draft order is, uh, depending on how the forces in the Kentucky Derby finish. And nice. And I was assigned justify my horse, so I get to pick which spot I get to, I want to pick from first. Uh, the 10-team league, non-PPR. I uh, just wanted to get your input on what you think is the best position to take in the first round. 
Best draft position in a 10-team, what do you say, non-PPR league? He gets the pick. What's it going to be? What do you guys like? So my initial temptation is to just take the first pick because I think Todd Gurley is such a unique player. Definitely lots of potential. We saw it last season. But if you look at Gurley, Le'Veon, and Ezekiel Elliott the same way, then you might as well just take the third pick and take whoever's left of those three. And then you pick earlier in the even rounds than everybody who picks first and second. Or the fourth pick, if you like David Johnson. Sure. Seven. Seven. Hoping to get, like, Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon, one of them? No, there's three wide receivers at the top, and those four running backs, and I'd be happy with any of them. Third wide receivers, Beckham? Yeah. Okay. All right, thank you. For, that's a good question. Thank you very much. One more, uh, maybe two more. Here's another voicemail. Podcast, and I thought you hit on a great point that running back is starting to be deeper than wide receiver. I think the takeaway that people can have is in draft, plan to overload a running back. So if you're in a standard 15 round draft, instead of taking five of each, maybe it takes seven running backs and three wide receivers with the hope that you get the position that's more valuable now and trade for waiver wire wide receivers that pop during the middle of the season. Auctions, you can do the same thing. Maybe pay a high amount for one of those elite seven wide receivers and then fill the rest of your team with dollar wide receivers and spend the bulk of your money on quality running backs that you can trade for more value later in the season for those wide receivers who will inevitably show up and produce for your team. I kind of like that auction strategy. So you spend a lot on one receiver. And then you spend the rest, most of the rest of your money on running backs and some dollar wide receivers. And he's saying, and he didn't leave a name by the way, he's saying trade your running back depth for when you find the good running, the good wide receivers. You know, it's kind of interesting. Guy's name might as well be Dave from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, because <laughs> it's what I love to do, certainly in auctions and Definitely like getting one of those top receivers with one of my early round picks and loading up on running backs. But what if you did that without picking the good running backs and just left that money? What do you mean? <laughs> That's a callback to an old episode, which was uh, sure. very uncomfortable. Uh, all right, cool. Thank you for that voicemail. And last one is a dynasty question, which will segue us nicely into dynasty talk. What it do, what it do, what it do. Hey, Fantasy Football Today podcast. Love your show. And, Adam, I just want to let you know, Frank Crushman was a crucial part of Jerry Maguire. Can't believe you would forget him. Anyways, uh, I am a very devoted commissioner for a dynasty league, and we have trades uh, going back and forth in our draft board, and we're doing a live draft for the first time in about three years with all these different traits, I wanted to know what strategies do you have on setting up the draft board uh, accordingly? Do you do it by round? Do you do it by uh, team? Uh, with all these trades, we have about three trades in the first round. I don't know if we can go numerically, but I just wanted to see if there was any specific way to do that. You buy, you hook up your laptop to a fancy screen and you put your draft board in there 
through your screen, your draft room. If it's on CBS, you just project your draft yeah, room. Yeah, I don't know. On the screen it seems for everybody like that, to see. That might take away some of their fun, you know? Well, how do you do it if you just have, you know, a big white piece of paper and stickers? You just list all the teams and yeah. then you just start putting the players picked under each team. So say, you know, Dave's got three first round picks and I just go, the three players I pick are just listed under my name. That's probably the way to do it if you're just like, out in the open like that with old school stickers. I don't think. By I'm, the way, does yeah. that guy begin all of his messages? I, I don't know. That way, it was what it do, what it do, what it do. It was very funny. And yes, as 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 uh, important as Cushman was, whatever his name was, in Jerry Maguire. Um, how many passes did we watch him throw? Do we know anything about his career? So I guess we by don't. that rationale, Baker Mayfield's not important to the NFL. Uh, th- yeah, that's exactly the same thing. No, because if Baker Mayfield never, well, it is the same thing. It's if Baker, exactly May- the same if thing. Baker Mayfield never throws a pass for the rest of his career, then he will be as relevant as Cushman in so you, Jerry Maguire. You, follow, you, you followed Cushman's career? Did you? Do you know what happened? I haven't followed Baker Mayfield's career. You yet. have no idea what happened because it's not a sports movie because we don't care about the sports. Well, it, is, it is a sports. It's movie. not a sports movie at all. It is a love story without question. How bad would that movie suck with no sports in it? Yeah, I know. It would be great. It's an amazing love story. There's no show me the money. Yeah. Yeah, There's there could still be. He, that's not even a sports scene. The kid could say it and said, <laughs> show me the money, Mr. McGuire. He, let's I don't think it's going to catch on the same way. Dynasty quarterbacks. All right. Uh, it, by the way, it would have. Uh, Jonathan Lipnicki was a star, a star back in the day. So your number one dynasty quarterback, this is if we're starting up a dynasty league today, right? Yes. Yeah. Is Aaron Rodgers. Number two is the very, very fantasy overrated Russell Wilson. Oh boy. <laughs> what? You heard me. <laughs> Excuse me? This is, wait, uh, there are parts of these rankings that I thought Adam <laughs> is going to yell at me he and comes, lose his mind. He comes off the Jerry Maguire take with that one. This was not the point in which I thought that was going to happen. This is going to be a long segment. No, I, I just think that he was the number one quarterback last year, Russell Wilson. The fewest fantasy points for a number one quarterback since 2010. I, I don't think that's irrelevant. He, he doesn't have, he doesn't have the like ridiculous upside that some of these quarterbacks have. Yeah, I mean, he just led the NFL in passing touchdowns last year. And he had the fewest fantasy points for the number one quarterback since 2010. Well, that is awful. That's almost as bad as not being the number one quarterback at all. Well, but Cam Newton's been the number one quarterback. Aaron Rodgers has been the number one quarterback. Andrew Luck has been the number one quarterback. Sean Watson might have more upside. Carson Wentz. Alex Smith was top five last year. Are you going to take him again? You've listed five of my top six quarterbacks, and one of them's not throwing a football right now. Look, I'm just saying that he had the fewest fantasy points for number one quarterback since 2010. I don't think he's overrated. I I was just having fun. Do with that what you will. That most was pe- not fun. Most people are just going to dismiss it, and that is fine. I just uh, thought it was interesting. All he's right, been d- a top three fantasy quarterback two of the last three years. That's great. Be top three, but he's— Well, he's, he's not ranked number one, Adam. He's ranked number two. Maybe he should be three. All right, Deshaun Watson is three. Cam Newton is four. Patrick Mahomes is five, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. Patrick Mahomes is number five behind Rodgers, Wilson, Watson, and Newton. Patrick Mahomes. That's it. He's your home. Uh, you're not, I thought you were going to like yell at me over it first. Yeah, it's pretty, um, no, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Like, here's the thing. Overweight. 
before the Chiefs ever drafted him, before he was drafted by anyone, Patrick Mahomes was my favorite quarterback going into the draft last year. He was drafted by Andy Reid, who has basically done nothing but praise him, same as Travis Kelsey and anybody else that talks about him. He's made phenomenal throws in the preseason. He looked good in his only action with backups. He has Andy Reid, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, and Kareem Hunt. I can't imagine a better situation. I can. There's a place where Andy Reid's protege just coached his team to the Super Bowl. That's correct, yes. With a quarterback who's <laughs> plenty young himself. And we've seen Youngish. him we've seen him over two seasons develop and grow into what appears to be a steady, accurate, strong arm quality quarterback. He's he, not those things Carson did. Wentz isn't. We have not things. seen him steadily grow. We saw him play like Awful quarterback for a season. False. Yep. And then we saw him play extremely well for three-fourths of a season. And then we saw someone that we thought was very bad at playing quarterback come into the same situation and basically do the same thing and lead the team to a Super Bowl. That's how, not, that's how not an argument against him. That, yeah, that's not an argument against him. That's an argument for Carson Wentz. Absolutely, because it's the coaching staff that put the quarterback in a great position. Right. And listen, you got to give Nick Foles credit where it's due. He made the plays. But Carson Wentz could have made many of those plays, if not more. I I can't do it. I like Patrick Mahomes, too, and I think if we're talking about a dynasty draft, he's got to be in the conversation. But I, I would put Wentz in front of him for sure. My my problem— And I might put Garoppolo in front of him, too, and Garoppolo's played far fewer games than Wentz. My problem with ranking Carson Wentz as high as everybody else wants to rank him, he's top two or three in terms of dynasty ADP on most sites. I get that. It was all touchdowns last year. And it was passing touchdowns, and it was running the ball. I don't think he's going to run the ball. He said he's going to protect himself better. He averaged 7.5 yards per attempt. That's good. It's not bad. That's not elite. He completed 60% of his passes. He's got just as much, if not a bigger sample, of looking like a bad quarterback as he does looking like a good quarterback. I mean, you could, but you could say that about just about anyone in their second year. In fact... I would say in their second year, most quarterbacks have more bad than good. I, I think he can do everything he did last year except for the touchdown rates and be a borderline number one quarterback. He's not going to throw the ball as much. He has a much better defense. I mean, I, I actually totally get all your arguments that you've been making about because we've had this discussion many times right at this point, and I get that. But in a dynasty league, like, yeah, maybe next year he won't throw the ball that much, but if he's their future, if he's their franchise quarterback. And I think he is, and I think he'll be a good one, and they'll be good. Yeah, I mean, I feel like eventually he's gonna, he's gonna throw the ball. And, and I also think he's gonna throw the ball more than Russell Wilson. Or at least similarly. You know, Russell Wilson's never been a huge He's not gonna rush guy. for 500 yards per season. No, he's, no, he's not. I also think the defense part of it with the Eagles really doesn't matter with Peterson, cause he's shown he's not afraid to have them keep throwing. Yeah, I mean, if he throws it, if you just say he's going to throw as much as he did last year, he's not going to be in the top 10 or 12 in attempts. Well, well, back to Mahomes real quick. I mean, it really doesn't seem all, all that crazy. Fifth. I think a lot of people would probably put Wentz ahead of him, obviously, as you mentioned in ADP. People would probably put Goff ahead of him. Um, Luck. I, I mean, I, I, I can't sit here and look at your rankings and say that 
Mahomes shouldn't be in the top ten, but he's fifth. Jamie, how do you feel about Mahomes fifth? I mean, it's a little high, but you know, again, he could come out and blow the doors off his you know first season in in the league as a starter, and it makes total sense. So there, there's the unknown of it, but I I love his upside. I mean, he's he's a top twelve guy for me going into the season right now, and that's with out throwing a pass with his full complement of weapons uh, against the defense in a game that matters. You know, so you know he played week seventeen against a Broncos team that was out of it without his full guys around him. So he looked good. He, he certainly has the upside of it. I think people overlook the fact that he can run. Um, you know, that's going to certainly help his fantasy value also. So it's like you said, Adam, it's not outlandish that Heath has him there. Um, it, it's aggressive, but again, if you're, if you're looking to project the next great superstar quarterback, that's the spot you put him in. Okay. Heath, who do you like better this year, Wentz or Mahomes? If you told me for sure that Carson Wentz's knee was fine, and he was starting week one with no limitations, I would say Wentz. At this point right now, I would say Mahomes. They're both right at the borderline QB1, QB2 range. Okay, so so far we have Rodgers, Wilson, Watson, Cam Newton, Patrick Mahomes. Actually, this is all very interesting. Cam Newton, number four, is not without some controversy, I guess. Uh, well, why don't Dave and Jamie, why don't you guys weigh in? So... Cam, then Patrick Mahomes, then Andrew Luck, six. I think it's interesting that you have Jameis Winston so far ahead of Mariota. You have Winston, seven. You have Mariota, 13. Jameis, Wentz, Goff, Garoppolo, Cousins, Brady, Mariota, Stafford, Roethlisberger. I'll, I'll say the names again. I know not everybody can repeat that or can remember all of that. But, um, Dave and Jamie, what stands out to you in Heath's uh, dynasty quarterback rankings? How old is Matthew Stafford? Does anybody know off the top of their head? 30? Is is he thirty? Maybe thirty one. I might. He's move. always been younger than we thought he was. Yeah, <laughs> which is why I think he could play several more years. And I'm not talking about putting him up in the in the uh, Mahomes echelon of he just turned thirty. Just turned thirty. I almost think that we're disrespecting him a little bit by having him that low in the ranking. He is actually a guy that I had higher. Um, I'm a little concerned that everything in their off season looks like they want to run the ball. And he has been yeah, but a, what they want and what they get are he's been a high volume passer. Sure. If he loses five percent of that, it's gonna hurt. Did I hear Garoppolo's name in there? Yeah, he's tenth. Yes, tenth. Yeah, he should be higher. Oh, you moving down. Give me the name well, Mahomes. I've got one. Goff one spot ahead of him. I would take him over Goff. Wentz two spots ahead of him. I would take Wentz. Winston, I would take all three of the names over Jameis Winston in Luck. the Dynasty League. I'd have to think about that one. Because I if Luck is right, he he can make the argument to be number one or number two. Oh Luck make trying to rank him in redraft or trying Dynasty to rank him anything makes me want to puke. Right. Because you just don't know what he is. I almost think he's undraftable in Dynasty. Who? No, because there's and that's one thing about these in the Mahomes. I didn't say this when I was talking about Mahomes. It does not really matter what your floor is. Wait, You're, so, so right, wait, you, you, you're just drafting for upside no matter what. Yeah, you were and talking about Luck? He's obviously draftable. Andrew Luck is draftable, but I, I don't know if I could take him with a top 50 pick. I mean, I, the value of a quarterback in our dynasty league is almost nothing. Everybody has it's two or three. It's terrible, and I know great. it. I, no one knows it better than me when I was trying to trade. I was trying to trade Carson Wentz yeah. at the deadline last year. Uh, I have Brady, too. So you're going to have a good backup quarterback in the Dynasty League, so I don't really care as much about what their floor is. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll talk about the rookies. But 
first riddle me this or answer me this. Why Winston six or seven spots ahead of Mariota? I was pretty down on Jameis Winston coming into last year, and he was actually a lot better than I expected. He got he got the work that we thought yes. he would get. He's he still turns the ball over and does just ridiculously stupid things sometimes. Yes. But he's got a ton of weapons. If he just played 16 games last year, no one would ask, why is Jameis that far ahead of Mariota? Yeah, and actually, if he had played 16 games, if you take the 11 healthy games that Jameis Winston played, he played 13 games. Take the 11 healthy games, he left two after a combined, like, 17 passes. You give, you take his yards per game and multiply it by 16, he leads the league in passing, about 30, about 4,900 yards. Leads the league by, like, 300 yards over Tom Brady. He was throwing for 308 yards per game or something like 307 yards per game in the 11 games that he finished. So uh, that was very encouraging. Uh, I would just be concerned about better run game, better defense for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that defense is going to be dramatically better. At least it should be. And run game should be dramatically better. Their, their leading rusher was Peyton Barber last year. By the way, I think people are probably curious. Uh, Tom Brady. Brady is 12th. Yeah, it's clearly another one that it's just impossible to rank. Yeah, because he's better than almost all these guys next year. He says he's gonna. If if you guaranteed me he was playing three more years, he'd be fourth. And Roethlisberger is fourteenth, fifteenth. Same theory there, same kind of concept. Yes, except that I, I'm more worried about Roethlisberger. More worried he about him hurt, playing or performing. More. Oh, he gets hurt. Yeah, yeah. he gets hurt more. Um, and he's been awfully moody about how long he's going to play. Yeah. He says three to five more years. His contract expires in three years and Rudolph is signed for four years. So. Yeah. Or will be signed for four but years. But that's what he, but like last year at this time, he was saying this might be my last year. Yeah. I think just without quarterbacks are, it's almost like you just take it year to year to a certain extent, more so than any other position. A- yeah. Age matters less at quarterback than any other position. I would right. agree. And finally, let's talk about the rookies, Heath. Uh, who's your highest-ranked rookie in Dynasty? It's definitely Baker Mayfield. He's the only one in the top 22. Again, he was. I thought the Browns made the right choice. He was my favorite quarterback before the draft. Uh, everything you look at as far as the advanced metrics with his college numbers make him look like one of the best quarterback prospects we've seen. I know the measurables aren't there. I, I don't really care. And I, I kind of like the fact they've got Tyrod because I think he can do – play kind of a little bit like Tyrod. What do you guys think? Who's your favorite rookie, Dave and Jamie, your favorite rookie uh, quarterback for dynasty purposes? I agree with Heath 100%. I think Baker Mayfield's got the highest ceiling of them all. Uh, I love watching him play, and I I like the landing spot for him. But I think there's a a fairly close second in Lamar Jackson, who Ah, in time should end up being potential. There's downside with him, but I think he could put up some huge numbers himself in Baltimore. So, I mean, you say you like the landing uh, my, spot. My, my, my yeah, favorite's uh, Etling. Etling. Danny Etling? Yeah. Taking over <laughs> Brady eventually. <laughs> uh, you say you like the landing spot, but, I mean, this is a landing spot that's just been fantasy doom for so many players for so many years. I don't care anymore. Todd Haley's there. <laughs> Jarvis Landry's there. I'm, don't, why, I, I don't know. I, I just, I mean, this is what we said about Hugh Jackson. No. And I, I'm not saying, like, Cleveland is cursed and will never be good. But Cleveland's kind of cursed and might never be good. No, no. Cle- I, it's just, I don't it's, buy it's Cle- No, I don't, I don't either. I, I'm joking. But I, I don't know. It's a, it's been a poorly run franchise. I have trouble trusting the Browns. 
I I trust Haley. I think he'll probably be the next head coach. Uh, I like Gordon. I like Landry. I like Njoku. I like Duke. He's got great weapons. Great coach. Okay. Does he get to play with Duke, though? He doesn't play at all this year. Yeah, that's the question. Huh. Anything else here dynasty-wise? we got a couple minutes left. I liked hearing Dave say Lamar Jackson was his second favorite. I would put him there as well if I was sure that he was going to get a chance. Well, he's going to get a chance. It's just a matter. He's a former. He's a first oh, round he's, pick. He's, he's going to get a he'll chance. He'll be a starter next year. He right. might be a starter before this year ends. I, I hope that's the case. And if Josh Rosen is third for me, how about Drew Brees, eighteenth? Ooh, it's a little, little, uh, a little low. It, it, it's interesting it that you have Roethlisberger low. where you have him and, and not Brees in that same range. I've got Brees two spots behind Roethlisberger. Um, I think what they did last year with running the ball more is what they want to do moving forward. Breeze was still awesome last year. He just didn't the touchdowns. He didn't throw it as much in the touchdowns. Yeah. Well, we're going to do some more Dynasty Talk every show. At least uh, that's the goal for the next two weeks. Tight ends, then running backs and wide receivers. That's probably going to be the order. Heath, thank you very much. Thank you for uh, putting your your rankings under the microscope. Thank you, Adam. Yes, you're very welcome. I did not lose my mind. And I did say that Russell Wilson's overrated. And that's probably, so you lost your mind. probably a bad thing <laughs> to say. Wait, wait. The, so our rookie only draft, Heath is on the clock. He should make a pick live. I cannot make a pick live because someone had a, has a, I wasn't going to say this in the draft room and, and just put it out there, but someone has made a trade offer. Oh. And so I'm uh, trying to determine if I'm going to make this pick, but yeah, it's, uh, if I do make the pick, I, I will be taking carry on Johnson. What's the trade offer? Talk it through. Uh, well, okay. It's not a uh, formal offer. It's a what does it take to get this pick. Mm. So I have to respond. There's a player I really want. Say yep. Saquon Barkley. See what happens. Someone wants to wants me to drop back four spots to 13. Okay. But they may be wanting to move up to get your guy, Dave. So why don't you make an offer? Ooh. I might have to. Nice. nice. All right. We'll uh, let you know what happens on our next episode of Fantasy Football Today. Bye. Na 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 na. Huh.